Ah, there's nothing like a great shower. A meteorite shower. It's a meteor shower, actually, is what it is. You know what? I'm not sure, but we get the experts on this show. And one of my all-time favorites is Frank Florian, who's the director of Planetarium and Space Sciences at the TELUS World of Science, who joins us on the show today. Hello, Frank. Hello, Bren. How are you today? I'm doing really, really well. I just wish the clouds would go away. I know, and they're talking about snow maybe tomorrow night, too. But let's tell everybody uh, what's going on here. You guys are keeping busy all the time anyway. Oh, yeah, we're always busy with different things. But, yeah, I mean, tonight, tomorrow night, though, I'm hoping to get out and actually looking upwards and seeing some meteors, part of this gemmed meteor shower that peaks uh, tonight, tomorrow night, and uh, maybe be able to see some on Friday as well. Now, meteors are stuff that doesn't get here. Is that right? And meteorites are stuff that gets here. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's right. A meteorite is a rock that falls from the sky that you can pick up on the ground. Uh, That's called a meteorite. Any of these smaller little bits of uh, ice and rock that pass through the Earth's atmosphere that just kind of vaporize and leave a trail of light behind them, those are called meteors. Uh, The particles themselves that uh, hit the Earth's atmosphere are called meteoroid particles, so they're like small sand-like particles from comets, and in this case with the Gemini meteor star from an asteroid, uh, that basically just burn up as they pass through the Earth's atmosphere, leaving in their wake this streak of light that we see in the night sky that we call a meteor. Now, this Geminid uh, shower that we're about to see, hopefully we're able to see, uh, this comes at this time every year, does it not? That's right. This is our yearly dependable kind of meteor shower. There's uh, three big meteor showers in the air. This is, uh, there's two in the wintertime. This is the first one. It's the Gemini meteor shower that occurs around December 13th and 14th. We have another one uh, a few weeks later uh, on January 3rd and 4th called the Quadratid meteor shower. And then we have the Perseids in the summer months that most people are familiar with because they're out and about, you know, on nice warm nights looking up at the night sky. But but uh, this shower and the Quadratids in January are really, really strong meteor showers, uh, the two strongest ones out of the year for us. See, the, I like these ones because the sky tends to be a little darker than the summer ones. However, it's more comfortable to go out and watch the summer ones, but these ones are pretty spectacular when we get a chance to see them. Yeah, you bet. Uh, the Gemini meteors are slower-moving ones. Most meteor showers have particles you know, racing through the Earth's atmosphere at 70 kilometers per second, but the Geminids are about uh, anywhere from about 30 to 45 kilometers per second, so they're slower-moving uh, meteors, uh, leaving usually a nice trail behind them, and most of these are quite bright as well. Uh, greenish hue, is that the right color? Would that be a way to describe it? Uh, actually, these meteors can be white. They can be uh, different colors depending upon how okay. fast they're entering the Earth's atmosphere and what they're made out of. Um, these meteors will kind of rain down in all directions, but they're all coming from a certain point in the sky from the constellation of Gemini, the constellation of the twins, which is seen off towards the northeastern sky in the early evening as the sun sets right now. And then uh, by about one in the morning, it's high in the sky. And then by sunrise, it's off towards the uh, the northwest. So this uh, uh, place where all these meteors stream away from is up all night long and uh, also the moon's not out uh, today or tomorrow so that's giving us really really dark skies to view it if we can get rid of those clouds okay so if somebody wanted to try to view it you're always set up at the TELUS World of Science are you not 
Well, you might think that. For most things we are, for looking at, you know, planets or the moon or solar eclipses, lunar eclipses, all that type of stuff, definitely we have telescopes there. But for meteor charge, we really recommend people to kind of uh, uh, go away from bright city lights and look up. Uh, we, we don't do anything at the Science Center for meteor charge just because we're right smack in the middle of the city with yeah. a lot of bright lights around us. So we tell people, go out uh, somewhere, just even a, a short drive out of uh, any urban location, getting away from bright uh, lights is where you want to go to watch meteor shower. I, I mean, I live in the north part of Edmonton, and, you know, uh, north of me, there's not too much light. Uh, south of me, there's a lot. I sometimes go in my backyard and just look up. You're only going to see the brighter of the meteors from, from that vantage point. It's only when you get away from bright, bright city lights, you're going to see a lot more of the fainter ones. Hey, Frank, with the Aurora Borealis this year, it just seems like I'm seeing more pictures. Uh, it's been crazier this year than I can ever remember. Or is, am I just imagining that? No, no, you're not imagining anything. Uh, we're coming up to something called solar maximum. The sun itself is the uh, the source of all that stuff that makes the northern lights happen. And, and, and when the sun gets more energized, energetic, it's thrown off more material. And that happens in an 11-year solar cycle going from uh, minimum to maximum and to minimum again. So to go from maximum to maximum takes about 11 years. And right now, here at the end of this year into early next year, we're at solar maximum, meaning that the sun's more active, and that means more rural activity in our evening sky. Did we have another event happen this week in terms of like an asteroid passing in front of a star or a planet? Uh, I was reading something about it, but I can't remember, but it's just, it seems like there's always something going on up there. Uh, there is, yeah, and that one, unfortunately, we couldn't see from our location here in Alberta. You had to go to uh, Europe and a few other locations, very specific locations to watch it. Right. It was actually uh, an asteroid moving in front of, again, the asteroids in our solar system, moving in front of uh, the star Battle. Uh, which is really, really far away. It's the upper left-hand shoulder star of Orion, the hunter. And uh, that star, just for some people in, in a certain region, saw it kind of dim down and brighten and then brighten up again. So, And that's called an occultation. It's whenever you get a, an asteroid or something covering up something else, it's occulting it or, cover, uh, as I say, covering it up. So, uh, yeah, that did happen. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see it, but there's beautiful views uh, uh, from people or, uh, at different locations that were in that path where they were able to see that showing the uh, brightness of that star dimming down and brightening up. So uh, this, again, gives us an idea of how large these asteroids are. If we have enough observers on the Earth viewing this, we can do timings and actually get a feeling for how big the asteroid itself is that's uh, covering up the uh, the star. Hey, one last one here before we let you go, and, and maybe you can also tell us what's uh, coming up over the holiday season uh, at the TELUS World of Science. But So we've new, we've got these Canadian astronauts coming on online here in the next year to two years. Does that increase the interest in space uh, at, at the cen- center, or is there, am I imagining that? But I'm, I'm more fascinated in what's going on now with the Canadian astronauts, and I think it, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's an exciting time, I have to say. I, I met both the, uh, I met uh, Jeremy Hansen and Joshua Kutrick. Uh, J- Jeremy Hansen is actually the one that's going to go around the moon, or at least not quite orbit the moon, just kind of move around the moon and come back to the Earth on the Artemis II mission. They hope to have that one up there uh, next year at the end of November 2024, but you never know. These things always have a sliding schedule. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty exciting. And, you know, when we had Jeremy Hansen speak to kids at the Science Center, their eyes just lit up, and they, they were saying, you know, I'd love to do that, too. And Jeremy's just giving them a lot of encouragement. And there is a lot of interest uh, in space exploration still. It's still one of those kind of exciting times. And, you know, when you hear about all those other 
stuff happening uh, around the world. It's always great when you have these great, uh, you know, fun uh, stories that are basically going to you know, enliven you, get, get you more excited about things. Uh, and, you know, that's something that the space program does. And Joshua Kutrick and uh, Jeremy Hansen and Jenny Seidy Gibbons, uh, the three astronauts we have, uh, they all are slated for uh, doing these uh, missions either out to the moon, which is, again, a first for Canada, or, again, to go on the International Space Station, as uh, Joshua Kutrick is actually now slated to do. So it's a really excited time, an exciting time, and it's going to be great for kids out there to get them to become more interested in astronomy and space sciences and maybe wishing some of those to become astronauts. And, you know, some of them will probably become astronauts someday. You just never know. Busy time Christmas at, at the TELUS World of Science, Frank? Uh, you know, it, it gets a little bit quiet uh, just before Christmas because everyone's yeah. out there doing Christmas shopping. We do find a lot of people coming into our gift shop to, to buy last minute items for that. We do have some Christmas kind of related shows, and they're selling out. We have uh, shows in the IMAX plus a uh, uh, holiday music magic laser show in the planetarium that i look after this is a great show and then uh, as soon as you know uh, you know people can watch those things and then as soon as we get uh, into boxing day onwards for the the two weeks of the kids break from school uh, our place is just uh, busy with people uh, taking in a whole bunch of different programs thanks for your time great chatting again frank Thanks, Brendan. You have a great day, and okay. keep looking up. All right, will do. Frank Florian joining us from the TELUS World of Science.